Hopefully you're having uh, a good week. Hopefully this week has been good. I know for a lot of you, this, this upcoming week is the week where you really uh, make the final push before Christmas. I know that there's a lot of projects due, a lot of tests that you're preparing for, maybe trying to turn that, that, that B plus into an A minus or whatever it is for you. Uh, this is, this is maybe, maybe it's that F into a D just so you pass. Um, story of my life. <clears throat> and so, um, and so I'm, it's my hope that, that you can find yourself um, coming here and through what we learned um, from God's word this morning, that you can find yourself leaving here refreshed, saying, I can tackle this week, I can take on um, what's coming for me, uh, regardless of if it's, it's the, the F to hopefully a passing D, or maybe it's the, uh, you know, the, the, the B plus to an A minus so that uh, I, can, I can still manage to, to, to get that, that, that GPA even higher than 4.0, which wasn't possible when I was a student. And so hopefully you guys are pressing in hard in these last couple of days before you reach the thing that you've all been working for since summer uh, ended, and that is Christmas break. And it is coming, and we're excited for it. And so we're wrapping up this series today called Bless that we've been looking at for the past couple weeks. Um, and as we have, have looked through and into this series, we have, have based this series around one piece of scripture, um, one specific place where we look, and that's Proverbs 11, uh, 25. It's whoever brings blessings will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. And essentially what we learned from this as we looked into the message, it was those who are blessed, those who bless others are abundantly blessed. And so we looked at that and, and really beginning to look into God's word to see what it has to say to us about blessing others, about being generous. So that's what we did the first week. We really set the foundation for what this series would be. And then last week, we looked into 2 Corinthians where Paul encouraged all of us to be cheerful givers, to go to God and say, hey, God, what are you calling me to give in my life? And then to do it cheerfully, to give abundantly and to do it cheerfully. And from this series, the whole underlying foundation of it is we've come to this conclusion that those who bless others are blessed. We are blessed to bless others, and in that, we ourselves are abundantly blessed. And so today, we're going to look into the Gospels, into the, into the book of Matthew, chapter 6, the first four verses of chapter 6. And this is, uh, this is Matthew accounting one of the things that Jesus had said in his teachings, and it's this. <clears throat> Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to, to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Let's pray. God, uh, it is my prayer that we would just continue to feel your spirit calling us to be generous, that we would be generous not just with our money, but with our time, with our attention, with our gifts and our talents, Father, that we would be a group of students that is, that is just generous, that we give out, that we bless others, that we bless others w w with what we have already been blessed with. And so, God, I pray that you would just, that you would continue to, to talk to us, that your spirit would continue to urge us and motivate us and nudge us in the right direction. 
So, Father, uh, we give this to you, and it's all that we do. We give you praise. In your name we ask it. Amen. So, um, how many Starbucks fans do I have? There we go. A lot of hands. You can make noise for it. You can, you can act like you're excited for Starbucks. And so, one of the things that I have found, I love, I love Starbucks. I have a lot of meetings there. And one of the things that I've noticed is, um, as I'm engaging with the barista, one of the things that I would love to have one day is for me to walk into a Starbucks and like the baristas be like, hey, Ryan, how are you? Like to know me by name, right? That's, that's something that I would love because then you walk up and they, this is, and then this even more, I would love for this to have, hey, Ryan, do you want the usual today? Like I would love to have a usual, whether it's a Starbucks or like a, at a diner where like Marge, my waitress comes up and says, hey, Ryan, you know, do you want the usual today? Like I've never gotten... Um, so familiar with a, with a restaurant or a person or a barista or a waiter or a waitress that they have been able to identify my usual. It's happened one time, and it was because I had a good friend who worked at, at Starbucks, and she just, she would always, you know, she was a small group leader of mine at the time, so she, I would always say, hey, Meredith, you want to bring me a coffee when you come um, from work? And so she knew what my order was. But there's never been a complete stranger or someone who knew my name and said, hey, Ryan, do you want the usual? But I've tried to develop this kind of rapport and relationship with baristas and, uh, over, the to- over my life. And so one of the f- ways that I think that is the best way to get a barista to remember you is uh, when you walk up and you pay, there's this little, this, this little cube that's clear and it says tips. You know what I mean? And so there's no better way to get a barista to remember you than for them to see you put a tip in the tip jar. You know what I mean? And so, so there, this is something that, I, that, that I've, I've, I've kind of looked at. I'm like, man, I want them to remember me so that they can, so like the, the whole exchange, the coffee exchange process can be uh, expedited and I can get in and get out. And they're like, hey, Ryan, the usual? I'm like, yeah. They're like, just go to the end of the line. It's ready already. You know what I mean? I want to be there. And so one of the ways that I feel the best way to do that is to tip the barista well. But here's the key. Here's the key. It's happened, to me, it's happened to me a handful of times where they say, hey, what can I get you? And I pay. And the next thing I know, I'm grabbing, you know, a couple singles or if I'm feeling really generous, a five to put in the tip jar. And as soon as I go to drop it in, she turns around and starts making my coffee. And here's the thing. Like, she doesn't know that I put the five in there unless she sees me put it in there. And so, like, when they go to collect their tips, they don't know that it's from Ryan, the guy who wants to be the usual guy, who wants to know, who wants the barista to know what his drink order is, and he can become, you know, the, the usual. Hey, Ryan, you want the, the normal, the average, the, the regular one? You, you in for the, the, the normal today? You know, I want to be that guy, but if she turns around at that moment, she doesn't see me put the tip in there, and so I don't gain that relationship with her where she goes, man, he really cares enough about me to put that in there. It's the same saying that, that we've heard, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, does it make a sound? You know what I mean? Just because I put that tip in there, does it mean any less to the barista if they know who it's coming from or not? And so I look at my, my desires, my ambitions is to build a rapport around a $5 bill so that they remember my name and I can get in and out of Starbucks in 15 seconds faster than I used to be able to. You know what I mean? And we do this. There are different areas where we do this in our lives. And so it comes back to the question of, Ryan, why are you really putting the five in there? Are you trying to be generous? Or are you trying to purchase a relationship? You know what I mean? Or are you trying to purchase them to remember your name? Do they remember your name because you have 
shown them who you are just because you want to purchase that from them? Do I want the usual to be something that they remember because of who I am, because of some of the things that I'm trying to buy from them? And so as we have been working through this series, looking at being generous, this is a problem that rises in all of our lives. This is something that Jesus speaks to in his word about generosity. So today I want to look at our motivation, our motives for generosity, why we do what we do. We know that we have been, we have been blessed to bless others, but in blessing them, what is our real motive? Why are we being generous to these other people? Is it so that they will remember our name and our usual drink? It's not that hard to say, hey, I'd like a, like a tall Americano in a venti cup, please. I mean, that's not that hard. But I just want them to say, hey, the usual? What's our motivation behind our generosity? Now, I've been encouraging you guys. I've been looking at it in my own life as we've been passing out these blessed cards and, and, and blessing others and being generous towards others. What's the underlying foundation of our generosity? What's the motive for the generosity? So I want to look at three different motives that I've identified and probably if you guys look in your lives, you can say, you know what, I've done that before. That's something I know that I for sure have seen. We need to look at these motives and then we need to identify the right motive for our generosity. And so as we look in it, the first type of motive for our generosity and for our giving, sometimes a sense of duty. Like you look and you go, you know what, Ryan has been encouraging me to be generous. I know that I need to be generous throughout this. I feel like I need to, and so that's why I'm going to be generous. I don't necessarily feel like I want to be generous, but I know that Ryan told me to, and we've got these cards, and, and he read some scripture, and so I know God wants me to be generous, so I guess I feel like I, at a sense of duty, I need to be generous. Maybe for some of you, it's just where you're at. Like, I want to be generous. I know that I should be generous. But deep down inside, like, I really, like, these things that I have, I want to hold on to them. But I know that, I, but I know that I'm supposed to, so I'm going to do it anyways. Maybe you do it out of a sense of duty. You know you should. You don't really want to. But because you know you should, you decide to be generous anyways. And then there's some of you who may who may look, and this is, this is, this is what I call the, the, uh, the Ryan Shumway wants to be known syndrome. Maybe you do it out of a, a motive of prestige. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm, I'm like Ryan, and I want people to know that I am a giver. Like, I want people to know, like, when you decide to give, you're like, hey, everybody, 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 everybody hey, listen up, listen up. I'm writing a big check to the baristas right now. Here goes, pen it down. $100. There you go, barista. That's all. Thank you for your time. You do it out of a sense of prestige. You're like, if I do this, then people will look at me and they'll be like, wow, look at how they give. They are super generous. Maybe for some of you, you know, as you've been giving these cards out, you're like, you know, with your, with your group of friends, you're like, hey, I've given out 10. How many of you you given out? 10 cards. I blessed 10 people. They were like smiling. I, 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 I waited for them after they, they got their coffee. Like I was waiting at the end of the line and you're like, I gave that to you. That was for me. Like maybe that's what it is. 
Maybe you want the barista to be like, wow, you're so generous. This is the best thing ever. We do it out of sense of prestige. Like you want to be the person who is known as a giver so that others look at you and go, wow, you're giving big, awesome. You know, so maybe we do it in one of these two ways. And there's times where I can look in my life and, and maybe you can look in your life and you can identify these two things. Because I don't want to give, but I feel like I need to. And so, all right, sure, here you go. And then maybe there's some of you who go, when I give and I strategically give, I give in the right way, and it puts me up on a pedestal so that others can see, hey, that's for you. That's for you. Look what I'm doing. And your motivation is prestige so that others look at you and go, wow, they're doing big things. But what Jesus tells us to do is we need to look at our heart. Very much like in 2 Corinthians last week, when Paul was encouraging us to give cheerfully, what he said is he goes, consult with God, go to God, and see what God is calling you to give. And then don't hold back. What we'll look at today is the type of giving that we need to do. The kind of generous that we need to be. Now, we can get caught in those, those first two spots. I've been there before. I mean, even, even, even as I continue to give, and this isn't like, hey, years ago when I was a high school student or a college student, I was there. I was there this week. I mean, there have been times in my life where I or, my, or, or Emily and I, we are generous, and we go, wow, we want to share this with everyone. But the reality is the generosity was not done in the right way. And so Jesus, in Matthew chapter 6, tells us how we need to give, how we need to be generous. As you, give up, if, as you give to others, as you pass these cards out, as you just freely give, how you need to give. And so you may find yourself, your motives to be the first or the second out of a sense of duty or for the prestige of it. But the reality is, is we need to find a way to be generous the way that Jesus calls us to do it. So I'm going to read through this again. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And so what this, is telling, what, this is, what this is telling us is our motivation for generosity, the motivation that we should all have to give to others and to be generous, to take the blessings that we have and bless others with it, the motivation that we need to have is out of a sense of feeling that we have to, not because I feel obligated, but man, God has done something for me, and I've got to do something with this. God has blessed me, and I've just got to give this away. Like, it is, it is not right for me to keep this. I've got to, and I want to, and I'm looking for the opportunity to. We have to give out of a sense of needing to because we see what God has done in our lives. And so what Jesus tells us here is when we find ourselves giving, when we find ourselves being generous, we need to do it for one being and one being alone. Not necessarily even for the person that needs it. If God identifies that, give it up. That's what we talked about last week. 
But what you need to do is you need to say, hey, God is calling me to do this, and I am doing it for him and for him alone. As you look at what God is calling you to do, as you look at what God is calling you to be generous with, where he's calling you to take the blessings that he's given you and bless others, what, what Jesus says is we need to do it in secret. We need to do it in secret for the God who sees what is in secret. You don't do it so that other people will say, wow, great job, man. That's awesome. Keep it up. One of the things about our society that kind of frustrates me is we've developed this, this science of giving. It's called philanthropy. It's people who have a lot of money and who can give a lot. And so they're given awards for their, for their philanthropy, like people who give like millions or maybe even billions of dollars. It's changed it. What, the, what, what we've done is we've said, hey, this is something that God has commanded us, has called us to do, to give and to give generously. And we've, we've shaped it in the way that the world likes to shape things. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with giving. And these people who give, I believe that there are some of them and some of us who give with a generous heart. And they give freely, not for the award that they'll receive. Here's the thing. Sometimes you find yourself saying, man, I'm, I'm being generous. And the things that God is calling me to be generous with, there isn't a way to hide it. Like I'm going to give it to somebody or I'm going to give it to an organization, and they're going to be grateful for that. We're not saying, hey, if, if, if there's no way to give and to not be seen, don't give. But do it not for man's reward, but for God's. For God to see and say, man, I am calling you, I'm calling you to be generous and you are responding in obedience. You're not doing it so that others will see what you're doing and make a big deal about you. Here's the thing that, here's the thing that Jesus promises in that. He goes, if you're doing it, if you are doing it, if you are being generous for everyone in the room, you will get your reward. It'll, be ha it'll happen and it'll happen quick. People are like, great job, high five. Slap on the back. Good job. He goes, but if you're doing it for those motivations, that's where your reward ends. Your motives are off. Your motives are not focused on God and giving because he's calling you to. Your motives are focused on prestige and so that others will think more highly of you because of what you're outwardly doing. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of our friends and a lot of people, maybe, maybe people around us, they would say, no, you need to give, and you need to give so everyone can see it, so they can see how generous you are. How about this? Let them see how generous you are by the way that you live your life following Jesus. If you will do one thing generously out in the open, I would suggest you don't give to people outwardly. Do it in secret. But if you are like, hey, I want to give generously so that other people will see it, show them who Jesus is. Give Jesus to them generously. And allow them to then take that and experience Jesus themselves. If we're going to put somebody on a platform so that they can stand up there and they can say, look how generous I am, let's do that by pointing to Jesus. Because he has given generously. And so as you're passing out cards, or even, even beyond this, when we're a month, when we're two months, three, a year away, when you're an adult and you're making big, big boy, big girl money, you know, I know a lot of you are brilliant. You're going to be like doctors and lawyers and engineers, maybe some pastors, maybe, 
maybe stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads, I want to encourage you, when you get there, now, until then, until eternity, be generous, be incredibly generous, not for others, because of your own desires, but be generous so that it reflects God in your life and it reflects back onto him. Jesus says, don't go down the streets blowing trumpets and making a big sign. You know, when, 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 we're, when the giving bags come around, don't be like, hey, woo, big 50 going in there. Put it in. Give it away. Pass off the card and drive away. So that they or the organization or the individual has no idea where that came from. But maybe the Spirit can stir in their heart and they can go, you know what, this was a gift from God. This was something that, that God gave me and hopefully they see it and they can be pointed in the direction of who God is through his son Jesus. And maybe some of them, maybe you bless people, maybe the person that you randomly bless, that you're randomly generous, they have a relationship with Jesus already and they go, you know what, this is not mine, it is for someone else. And they continue to bless so that we can continually point more people back to who Jesus is. That we can point more people back to who God the Father is, the most generous being of all time, so much that he gave up his son for us. So much that he said, hey, I love you so much that I'm giving up my son. And I'm giving him to you and to me, and to all of us, so that you may have the relationship, the opportunity for a relationship with him, like Mike talked about, so that through Jesus, you can experience grace through faith. God was so generous with us that he gave us his son. And he didn't do it in a, in a loud way. It wasn't the... It wasn't the, the way that we all expected Jesus to come. God didn't say, hey, go on down there, and we are going to the kings, and we're going to play our horns, and, and all of, the, all of the, 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 the angels and all of them are going to go to the most important people, and they're going to tell them who Jesus is, and he's going to be born and put into a, a robe and, and a crown on his, on his infant head all ready. No, 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 no. What he did is he sent his son in a way not many people knew about. To a mom who was just a young woman who not many people knew at the time. May not have been known by many people at all. And who God decided to declare, hey, my son is here, was the shepherds. A bunch of nobodies. And God did it in a way he works. And so let's allow our gifts to be done in the same way because what we can realize is the way that God gave the gift, what we can see is what came from it. And so let's give out of a heart of generosity knowing that we are doing it only for God so that as people receive that generosity, they can say, hey, this can only be God. And the glory is given back to him. Don't do it in a way that brings prestige upon yourself because Jesus promises if that's what you want, you're going to get it. But when you stand before God, he's going to be like, that gift wasn't for me. That was for you. That generosity was not something that was inspired by me because it was something that was given out of selfish desires. Let's give 
Let's give generously. Let's be generous with our giving in every day. Like we talked about last week, it's not just about your money. It's about your time. It's about your attention, who you're being generous and giving your attention to. And it's also about your gifts and your talents. Give those away. And when you do it, as best you can, say, this is just for God. And I'm going to keep this one keep this one in. I want to tell a lot of people because I know that it would make me look really good what I just did, but it's for God. It's going to be a challenge because there are times where we want to celebrate those things, but I encourage you, find other things to celebrate. Find the celebration of what God's doing in your life and share that with your friends. But when you decide, hey, I'm going to be generous, I'm going to pour out, I'm going to give my time, I'm going to give my money, I'm going to give my attention, I'm going to give my gifts and my talents. When you decide that you're going to do that, do it just for God so that he sees it. Don't worry about what others see. And if you say, hey, there is something I do want to share with people around me, share the gift that God has given you through his son. Be generous in that way as well. I encourage you, as we head into this, this season, this season of Christmas, you're going to get a lot of gifts. It's kind of the nature of the season, right? But as you, on Christmas morning, as you run down, you open up different things, you see the gifts that you got, or maybe grandma doesn't give great gifts, so she just gives cold, hard cash. You know what I mean? Look at that. Step back. At one point on Christmas morning, after it's over Christmas evening, day after Christmas, whatever it is, step back and look at the hall. Look at the things, the gifts that you've been given. Here's what I challenge you to do. It's beyond a card. Look at what you have been given. Say, hey, God, help me identify the things here that I can bless others with. God might call you to something that you don't want to do. That you're like, man, I just, I'm so excited about that. I was really hoping that I would be able to get that so that I could do this with it. Maybe, God, if you step back with an honest heart, with a generous heart, in the secrecy of your relationship with God, on your own, just say, hey, God, is there something here that you're calling me to give? I've been blessed. I got like 13 different things that I wasn't even expecting on top of all the other stuff that I got. Say, hey, God, what are you calling me to give? How are you calling me to be generous with what you've just blessed me with. And as you look at that, as you seek God in that, I truly believe that he's going to identify something. So maybe in that moment you have to say, you know what? I prayed. God's pushing me. I need to be honest. I need to give. I look at what I've been given, and I feel like I need to give something out. Search God. Allow him to search your heart and pray. Say, hey, God, what are you calling me to give? It might be something specific, and it might be something that God defines later down the road. But here's, here's, here's what it comes down to. Don't ever find yourself praying that prayer, allowing God to show you something and saying, well, God, I'm not willing to give that up for you. I was going to give these things, but not that. When God shows you something, guys, our response to God's prompting is obedience. And that's what brings us to greater blessings down the road. And like I said when we started, it's not always guaranteed. It's not a, hey, you give 10 and you get 100 back. It's not. Do not confuse yourself with that. But what you will find is there will be a blessing that you receive. Might be on this side of eternity. Might be on the other. But there will be a blessing that you see at one point. 
the blessings that you were given that you gave out to others, something will come back. In typical God fashion, it's probably not going to be the thing that you're expecting. It's going to be something better. You go, wow, I didn't see that. I didn't see that happening. It wasn't how I thought it was. It was better. As we have been blessed to bless others so that we find that we have been abundantly blessed. We are called to bless others. Do it. Be generous. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your money, with your attention, with your family. This season that we're heading into, it's an opportunity to be generous with the things that you're giving out. Be generous. Give God some more time. Give your parents some more time. Give them some more attention. Find ways that God's calling you to bless others and to be generous. Listen when he prompts you. Be obedient in that. And do it for him and for him only. Father God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for your word. How you just, how you pour, pour out your blessings on us so that we can take those and, and bless others. God, I pray that we would be a generous, generous group of people. That our generosity would not point back to us, but that our generosity would point back to you because you are the inventor of generosity. You showed us what it looks like through your love and through the way that you care for us time and time again. Ultimately, Father, leading up to your son, something that we are continually blessed with time and time again. God, I pray that we would be a group of students, a group of parents, a group of small group leaders, a group of people who are generous, who are blessed. And what we're blessed with, we would bless others to point back to you and your son. God, we thank you. We thank you for blessing us. We pray that we would be blessings to others because that's what you've called us to do. It's in your name we pray. Amen.